The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Good morning. Bear down, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North. It's real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run. With your hosts, David Hawn. Are they setting people up for this unrealistic expectation that 2023, they're suddenly going to use that $100 million in cap space and all of this draft capital they have? Voila! Playoff contender. And Dan Weeder. And you think suddenly that there are going to be 40 new players that are all difference makers. I just don't know what fantasy land that is. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast on your free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I am David Hoff from 670 The Score, the Mullane Haw Show. Dan Weederer from the Chicago Tribune out at Hallis Hall. Dan we finally heard from Ryan Poles. He set the tone for the offseason in his end-of-the-year annual press conference. You were in the room. I had just gotten off the air. I would listen to it. You asked some of the questions, good questions. How would you describe overall what your biggest takeaway was being there and hearing from the Bears general manager? Yeah, just a couple hours ago, right over here to my right, uh, Ryan Poles sat beside Matt Eberflus, who was largely ignored for the first 20 minutes of that gathering because we had a lot to, of ground to cover with the general manager who is entering a pivotal offseason uh, in his role on this job. And what I think we got, David, was a very grounded, realistic assessment of what this team just went through in 2022, of where they want to head in 2023 and beyond. And a general manager who understands that this is a big, beautiful window of opportunity that's in front of him and that he has to both uh, uh, approach it with sort of eagerness and urgency, but also some patience and discipline to not try to fix everything right away. And so it's going to be a really interesting offseason to watch him kind of ski that slope and, and figure out how gracefully he can do it. Before we get into some of the details, I think the biggest takeaway for me was after having experienced many of these in person and over the years, especially in recent years, Maybe the biggest headline or the biggest news was that there was no blockbuster news, that they were not um, doing anything, saying anything that would qualify as a misstep, as a foible. There wasn't anything controversial about what Ryan Pohl said. You used the words grounded and realistic, and boy, was that a welcome change. They yeah. need that at House Hall. 
and, and honest, you know, there, there, it didn't feel like there was a lot of uh, skirting or dodging or, or, you know, subterfuge that was, that was going on within it. And I've appreciated that about Ryan in his first year here. I think David, this might be the first year out of 10 that I've been on the beat that we haven't heard from George McCaskey following one of these gatherings. Usually there's something small. Uh, and in some years it's, it's really big because they're making landmark changes as they've done a few times here. Um, but we didn't hear from the owner to kind of get his perspective on the GM's perspective. So that leaves us with kind of Ryan's words driving the, the, the bus right now. And I think that his words drive the bus in, in a direction that most people want it to go. And, uh, you know, his, his stated goal today uh, is open for interpretation, basically said that 2023 is about taking the next step. And I think we can all kind of redefine what that means in 2023, but our eyes are going to tell us if the bears are taking the next step and whether the, the, the potential progress that they can make with all the resources available to them is actually being made. Smart move by leaving George McCaskey off the podium and away from the microphones for a couple reasons, in my opinion. Number one, I think that the only questions, the most relevant questions that he would have been asked, he could not answer about Kevin Warren, about the stadium move to Arlington Heights, yeah. things that the Bears would you know, rather not address at this point in time. And secondly, it just goes without saying that the further away that George McCaskey is from uh, these these uh, season-ending press conferences, the more credibility they probably will have based on recent history. You just don't want have to have a soundbite that lingers. You don't want to have something that's awkward or clumsy. And there have been too many examples to cite. So this was a good move in terms of optics by the Bears to just let the general manager sit next to the head coach and them answer questions for a half an hour and then get on with the offseason. Yeah, well, and listen, like you, you said that there were a lot of questions asked. I, I got to pretty much everything on my list here. You know, there was only uh, – I, I would – qualified as one and a half questions on my list that we didn't get to. Uh, one of them was about Tevin Jenkins's durability. The other one was about what they do with the uh, group of guys that, that includes Darnell Mooney, Cole Kmet, and Jalen Johnson, who are part of that uh, draft class from a few years ago that now are, are in line for extensions this offseason. We did. That's the one that was half answered because I think we got some some telling words on both uh, Darnell Mooney and Cole Kmet from the general manager and answers to other questions. So we can get into all that. And obviously, a lot of this is always going to revolve around the quarterback and Justin Fields and how, how uh, you know, the brain trust here feels about him and where they think he's headed. And I thought there was some, some really telling stuff on that front as well. I think it was telling. So let's get on with the details because I do think that I heard a Bears franchise that was committed to Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, like Ryan Poles did not slam shut the door on the, the chatter that the Bears could potentially use the number one overall pick on a quarterback, but he did say, I'd have to be blown away to make a decision that that bold. And so uh, there, there's an acknowledgement here that they've, they've loved what they've seen out of Justin Fields in 2022, that they've uh, identified areas of weakness that they're really pushing him to, to, to grow on, uh, and that they want to take a swing at this in 2023 to see where they can take it. I've always thought that that's the best approach. You, you're going to get, I believe, uh, an opportunity here in 2023 to really let it play out in front of you and to leave really nothing to interpretation. If all goes well, Justin is going to be north of 40 starts by the time we get to this time next year. And at that point, I don't know that there's many starting quarterbacks in NFL history whose uh, you know future is uh, open for interpretation. At that point, you usually know at 40 plus starts what you're working with and what a guy has to has to to, to show you and where he's headed. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I also thought it was really interesting to hear Ryan Poles openly acknowledge the level of forgiveness that he's been given in 2022, that a 14 loss season just went by the wayside here without anyone banging on the doors at Hallis Hall and, and, and raging, you know, like we've seen so many times uh, in seasons that have had long losing streaks and, and seasons that have had pronounced struggle. Um, and there was, a, a, you know, some, some honesty in, in his expression of that. I thought also, I don't know how you reacted, but him sort of saying that uh, his reaction to, to Sunday afternoon and the, what happened in Indianapolis that we obviously talked to Rich Campbell about earlier in the week uh, with the Texans gifting the Bears the number one pick for this draft was something that in the moment he didn't really care about. And even later when he was in his neighborhood and a neighbor drove by and, and a buddy said, hey, congratulations on the number one pick. He wasn't feeling it. Well, that was encouraging. I, I don't know if that's entirely true, but I can. Like, <laughs> I, he, he, he did tell uh, he doubled down on it. He said it once and then he repeated it again. So I have to take his word for it. As for as for what he said about fields and you are always going to be open to that slim possibility. So he did say that unless he was blown away, um, he 
he didn't envision, you know, tr- drafting a quarterback with the first overall pick. I think what it sounded like to me was any sports writer who's covered any team and any executive before a trade deadline will always ask if you have any untouchables. And always the case may be, well, nobody's untouchable. Um, and if you hear an offer you can't refuse, you're going to trade your most valued and cherished player. And so you always have to leave that door open a crack. And I think similarly on Tuesday, on Tuesday at Hallis, that's what Ryan Poles was doing. Unless he's totally blown away, as he said, by the tape of Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, or Bryce Young, I think that the Bears will be fully committed to Justin Fields and, and trade that pick to acquire more assets. But I cannot really see a realistic scenario that involves them drafting a quarterback with the first pick. Hey, at least the door is open for us to go uh, do some more research on quarterbacks in pre-draft season, which always uh, does uh, the, the, the needle movement. It sounds like somebody <laughs> who just wants to trip to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll skip that during the, okay. the pre-draft process. Uh, he can go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can head on down there. I think it was also interesting that Ryan Poles had a pretty lengthy opening statement before we even got to questions. And within that was sort of his um, recognition of what he believed leaves was laid foundation wise in this past year and he, he he referenced things like discipline that the 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 penalties that this team committed in 2022 were low and that there weren't a lot of weeks where you you left the stadium going man that team is just out of sorts and doesn't know what it's doing he he, he mentioned the bond and the unselfishness in the locker room which again i put this on twitter I, i'm a believer in the strength of a locker room and what it means to a team. But I've also sat in this building for 10 years and heard a lot of last place teams talk about the bond and the unselfishness they've had in the locker room. So it only goes so far. And so I'm glad you have it, but I want more, you know, I want more talent. I want more depth. I want more playmakers in there. And then he talked about the toughness and ultimately the experience. He believes that a lot of young players, particularly rookies got experience within the 2022 season that ultimately if they are are starters or depth pieces up the road, will help them at a time when the bears are, 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 you know, intended to compete and are expected to, to be successful. So that was notable from the general manager. And then just to going back to that that uh, topic of the patience that has been shown by the city, and in some in some ways, not just patience, but a celebration of the losing. Uh, Ryan Poles even addressed that, and, and here's some of what he said about that at the outset. I was blown away this season at the stadium, around town, at restaurants with the amount of understanding that they know with where this organization is and where it's headed. Um, I appreciate their patience. I know they've been waiting a long time to sustain success for a long period of time. Um, but I thought it was really cool to just meet a lot of people that understood where we were going and, and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. I think two things can be true, too. I think you can be disappointed in the, the losses, right? I, that's not our, our what we're here to do. Uh, it hurts. I joked earlier, like, it feels like Part of your football soul gets ripped out when you got to do it over and over and over again. Um, But the resilience that this organization showed was outstanding. David, I do think that that is notable commentary from the general manager. And I think it's candid and forthright. I think there's a little bit of revisionist history here in January about what this team was ultimately trying to accomplish. I remember vividly walking from the locker room. Uh, from the press box to the locker room at Gillette Stadium in October and talking with Ryan Poles on that walk and feeling his energy and his his sense that they were kind of on the verge of, of potentially doing more than what he thought they were capable of. That was their last win of the season. And I think there was a stretch, really, if you go back to, to probably the Giants game at the start of October through the Atlanta game right before Thanksgiving, where that stretch of losing close games gnawed at the general manager. He said it hurt his football soul, you know? And so I think, I think there's kind of this, this idea that the whole year was, was plotted so that they could get the number one pick. And I think if you go back and, and you live those moments from the start of October through Thanksgiving, you understand that that wasn't the unwavering MO of this team. And that during those periods that the guy who's running this football team felt agitated, felt aggravated, felt frustrated and, and, and upset that his team wasn't getting done what he thinks it can get done. Remember he's played, he he comes from an organization that has been a staple on conference championship Sunday for four years. Yeah. I think that that's a good way to put it. The revisionist history. What I heard in the comments uh, on, on Tuesday was basically his way of saying, thank you, Chicago for giving me a pass. Yeah. Because he got one, he got one in year one. He was a guy that did want to, I think, win more games than three. 
Uh, I think that the notion that this was an orchestrated attempt at losing the tank job, tank the North, is convenient right now. But I don't know if it's entirely accurate for what you just described, as well as the move that they made to get Chase Claypool. If this indeed were a team that was hell-bent on finishing as with the worst record in the NFL, what are you doing trading a pick that you could have envisioned or anticipated would be at the end of the first round because of the Dolphins' uh, discipline? So I don't know if this was as by design as it's being sort of framed right now in, in, in mid-January. It's convenient, and I think Ryan Poles at least recognizes that he did get a pass. He oh, took yeah. advantage of – a fan base and a media core, no offense to either one of us, but that has been softened by the idea that, you know, this is, this is a great thing that they are drafting first overall. Oh, by the way, those 14 losses, we don't see those because all we see is April 15 weeks till the draft. Well, yeah, and free agency, uh, March 13th, save the date card, which I gave you earlier in the week for that negotiating window. Look, like the, the other part of this is is understanding what the, the resources that Ryan Poles has are worth. And when you have the number one pick and you have quarterback needy teams lining up behind you on the draft board, you did buy yourself flexibility. You're either going to walk into the month of May with the player that you deem to be the best prospect in the 2023 draft class, or you're going to have resources upon resources to build a roster that, that you hope can be competitive for a long time. So it's a total win-win at this point, what they're working with at the top of the draft board. With $110 million worth of salary cap space, you've got an opportunity to go into to free agency with, with few restrictions. And you can uh, obviously try to do, in the words of Ryan Pohl, stay sound with your decision-making and not get reckless, but you don't have to, to feel uh, impeded or, or, or obstructed that you can get done what you want to get done. So it's going to be interesting. One of the first questions I asked today, David, was just with all these resources available to you, what can you accomplish in this offseason and how much can get done in one offseason? Here's what Ryan Poles had to say to that. I don't know if I can answer that specifically, but I can tell you that we have flexibility. We have, we have flexibility um, where if there's opportunities where we can, you know, turn that into a lot of players that come in to help us, we can do that. If it's, if it's staying put or, or, you know, really being selective with certain people, uh, we can do that as well. So I, I know my expectation, our expectation is that we move the needle to be more successful. We can win some of these close games and, and bring in guys that can impact this football team. For those of us who watched Ryan Poles pound a couple of uh, tables in press boxes at, at those close losses, it's clear that those close losses still bother him. But look, he knows what, what's here. And he, he used the phrase, move the needle multiple times a day. He used the phrase, taking the next step. And I think there's an understanding that, that this better look like a product that's moving in the right direction. Look, I, I think we can look within the division, look at what the Detroit Lions did within this season and say, that's what it looks like at the end of a season. Even if you don't make the playoffs, it's really clear right now, right? That the direction that the Detroit Lions are headed in is the right one, right? And that they've built their foundation in, on solid ground and they're re- headed in that direction. So that's a good, it's strange to say here, right? Like go look at Detroit for a good example. But here we are kind of kind of pointing that out as something that the Bears should aspire to look like when they get to the end of the 2023 season. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a question that begs to be asked, and it's now 15 minutes into the pod and then just getting around to it. But I could not ignore the irony that Ryan Poles on the morning that is designated for him to appear in front of the Bears media core and the Bears fan base and essentially begin his offseason officially, the trust me appeal, right? You have to place the trust in Ryan Poles because he has all this cap space, the number one overall pick. And I've heard it termed that he controls the the marketplace in the offseason, the most influential executive in the NFL, as has been suggested. On the same day that he appears, hours later, after he's done talking, one of his biggest maybe misreads or the biggest challenges of his first year, Roquan Smith signs a $100 million contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you can make the argument about how he fits better in that scheme. You can make the argument about how the Bears weren't in a position to pay him that because they have so many other needs. You can make a lot of arguments, but I know this. The Ravens are a franchise in an organization that you trust that doesn't need to ask for credibility because they already have it. And when they make the determination that this player is worth $100 million, an off-the-ball linebacker, the highest-paid off-the-ball linebacker in NFL history now, I've got to wonder why he was let go from Chicago again. I, 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 I know it is revisionist history, and I know the situations are different. I know it's not a premium position. Roquan Smith is a Pro Bowl linebacker, now worth $100 million to the Baltimore Ravens. It's just the irony of having Ryan Poles' maybe biggest misread, something he may regret moving forward, come on a day that he's asking and, and looking ahead. The Roquan Smith, I'm happy for him. He still doesn't have an agent, but boy, imagine that commission. Well, look, some of this is philosophical, right? And you're trying to figure out what a uh, organization values. I was always really eager to see what Roquan Smith would command on the open market. He never got to the open market. So we know that one team was willing to give him uh, five years, $100 million. And it sounds like $45 million in guarantees. I have not seen the, the full details of the contract to see how it's structured. But look, like at the time the trade was made, I... The, the, the reason it left me a little unsettled is because this team had so few difference makers, right? So, so few guys that were impact playmakers that could change games for you. And I'm always, always weary of subtracting those guys from your roster if there are other options available to you. At the same time, I don't know that I would pay that much for Roquan Smith because I didn't see enough, as Matt Eberflus didn't, of ball production, of, of game-changing moments that truly um, flipped a, a game, which flips a, a month, which flips a season from Roquan Smith over his time here. He's a really good player. I just don't know if he's one of the elite defenders in the league that commands this type of respect financially when you're trying to build around him. So so you and I, I think, disagree a little bit on that front. To go along with that today in, in the comments that we heard from Ryan Poles, he uh, self-identified three positions that he identified as premium positions that he wants to start with as he's restocking this roster. And they were pass rusher, offensive line, and cornerback in that order. Right. And so, so that, that was notable, you know, and, and, and I guess we're still learning Ryan polls a lot um, and time will tell whether that's a lie, <laughs> you know, if he goes out and, and invests in a bunch of receiver help and, and just use this as, as cover to do so, then that changes the topic. If he goes out and, and gets interior defensive linemen and stresses that, then that changes the topic. But those were, were, were three really off the cuff, quick, instinctive remarks that he gave uh, of positions that he wants to fill there. And you don't hear, uh, you know, off the ball linebacker in that, in that conversation. And so that, you know, part of this is philosophical. Good for Roquan. I'm glad he, he's, he's found that second contract. Finally, I'm glad he can put that angst and anxiety away for a little while and, and, and be valued the way he did, uh, believes he deserved to be valued. I just don't know that it was necessarily a misstep by this general manager to, uh, to make that decision when push came to shove. When you have so little talent on a roster, I just don't understand how you can allow uh, Pro Bowl talent to get out, out the door and to escort it out the door. I feel like he let his personal feelings interfere with his professional judgment. And and I look at what the, the Bears 
um, don't have. And so you're in a position where, you know, you could always afford things uh, if you, you can always buy things that you can afford. And the bears are in a position to have, you know, they're living large. They've got over a hundred million dollars in cap space. This would not have been something that they could not have fit under the cap. That's all I mean is in, in looking at everything is, is relative to these teams and what they got in return. Now in retrospect, doesn't seem like that great of a haul for a Pro Bowl linebacker worth the highest paid uh, contract in NFL history at the position. So I have, you know, it, it's that's not the focus of, of the day. And that may seem negative to some people to dwell on it, but it just is impossible to ignore when that transaction is announced a couple hours after Ryan Poles you know, faces the media for the first time of this offseason. Well, also to your point, there was there's been an open acknowledgement here by coaches and players that that the trades of Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith sent this team reeling, as it was expected they would. You know, they were they were moves made with a longer term view in mind. But you shook the locker room a little bit. You removed two defensive captains, two respected leaders, and it takes time to to build some of that back up when you're asking every single player in this locker room to give you everything they have and then you take away two guys that would give them everything they had and give them production that helped make their jobs easier it's a difficult sell now look like this will all kind of play out in the years to come we'll see how Roquan produces now that he has been paid Uh, does he stay as motivated does he stay as productive we'll see where the Bears go in rebuilding a defense that again in several categories was historically bad I think their 20 sacks was the second fewest in the the history of the franchise and uh, uh, you know, obviously, we we documented the other day how how difficult it was for them to stop the run, and that they gave up more rushing yards this season than any team in 103 seasons. And so, um, they've got to find answers there, and just as they've got to figure out what direction they're going to take uh, with the guy that wears the number one jersey, who has the city uh, in the palm of his hand right now. What other uh, cuts from Ryan Poles do you want to address? Yeah, telling to you. Well, let's 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 go right there with Justin Fields because obviously it was it was a, a necessary question, and I believe it was Patrick Finley of the Sun Times who asked it to uh, get the the general manager's take on the quarterback and to ask about, hey, what about that number one pick? Is there a possibility that that gets used on a quarterback? Here was that exchange. Yeah, we had good conversations. Um, I'm excited for. The direction he's going and as I mentioned before he knows where he has to improve I think you mentioned that the other day um, so we're excited about his development and where he goes next he showed ability to be impactful with his legs there's flashes with his arm now if we can put that together I think we have something really good because you have the first pick there are people that said their quarterback might be available there but you're saying Justin's your guy well, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class. And I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. Yeah, so there you have it on the record, right? And then and that will be revisited when we get to, to, to May and we'll figure out which direction this heads. But it, it also led into a discussion that was, uh, was additionally productive about how the general manager truly views Justin Fields. And we can get into some of that in a second. You know, I heard the question asked if he was a starter for 2023. And Ryan Poles is one of those guys that when he's answering questions, he he's a... Uh, uh, he's from the Northeast, but it does things something that a lot of people in the Midwest do. Like, yeah, first of all, they say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so when he was asked a question about if Justin Fields is your starter in 2023, his first response was, yeah. So we're – was he answering yes to the question of if he was a starter or was that just a verbal – uh, tick that he has and he's just saying yeah i just curious in in the room was he answering the question yes or no because it's not a you're not a, a, in a court of law you're not on the stand but it just was interesting because of the way that you know his words are parsed I'll go back and do my uh, my weekly rewatch of the Bears and just watch his body language and his words there. But no, I think he was just answering yes directly okay. to the question and saying, yes, he's our starter. Okay. And then obviously answering the follow up and saying, hey, you know, we have to do our due diligence. That's what you do in this position. And and, and we'll see if there's anything that blows us away. Right. Like That's going to be the, the yeah. interesting topic. That's going to it's going to fuel, uh, you know, debate shows on television, on cable for for months here. Because uh, of that as, little that little the crack that he left the door open. I yeah. Get that. Yeah, and, and you and I, I think, agree on the fact that they have come too far with Justin Fields to abandon that now. And so, as you said the other day, see it through. Yeah. I think that they do have to see it through because this is the way that you're going to win. This is the way you have to find a way to win with him, around him, because of him. And I think that's what you heard today. Ryan Poles 
without confirming, acknowledging that that's the most likely path for the Bears to go. And he went further in his evaluation of Justin, and I thought it was notable to hear him say, in, in that clip that we just heard, he said he's impactful with his legs and he has flashes with his arm, right? And so that's a very calculated way of saying the running game is there. We're not concerned with that. Uh, we are excited about that. We know what kind of fuel that gives to, to everything we do. Now the flashes with the arm have to turn into consistent passing talent. And and what Ryan Poles elaborated on is that Justin needs to continue to allow the game to slow down for him mentally. Those were the general manager's words, and he has to react quicker to what he sees. Those are the general manager's words. Those are honest, fair assessments of why the quarterback was a part of the passing game struggles in 2022. Fair to acknowledge. I think he also said that Justin is in a growth mindset, and that's something they truly value here as a guy that understands the need to improve, is ready to attack improvement in the offseason going forward with an understanding of, of how far he needs to go in that regard. This organization has been consistent from the front office to the coaching staff over the last several months in identifying that Justin Fields, the passer, has not arrived. It's okay to say that out loud. The general manager and the coaching staff has said that out loud for several months here, and so now it's their job collectively to get that on the right track. I had uh, someone say to me recently, I can't even remember who it was, but they said that, look, in this world, there are people that know how to solve a Rubik's Cube. I'm not one of them. There are people that don't know how to solve a Rubik's cube. And then there are people that know how to solve a Rubik's cube and can do it for speed competitions. Right. And playing quarterback in the NFL is solving the Rubik's cube in a speed competition. And there's two different things. Justin Fields, I think everyone believes can solve the Rubik's cube. Now he's got to speed it up to the, to, to the, to, to the effect that he can do it in a speed competition. You can go look up on the YouTube videos and I'm doing all the, the mannerisms here. That's what's next for him. And that's part of the, part of the processing and growth and, and reaction piece of the puzzle that they've got to get solved. I used to really like those, but then you kind of learn how to do them, and then you kind of forget how to do them. So you had, you, you were successfully able to do one at one point. At, in your at life? one point, when I was yeah very young, I could do those, and then I didn't do do it for a couple of years. And for me, it never really came back. But there was a muscle memory involved, and there was just a lot of things that happened instinctively. Yeah, okay, that's a really good analogy. I, I get what you're saying. Um, what was what else stood out to you about what what Poles had to say? Because he. he he wasn't that detailed about a lot of things, but I think he touched on different areas and, and, and uh, things that we needed to hear from him. Yeah, so these two points go hand in hand because another thing he said about Justin Fields is he felt like the chemistry piece of his development is important, that he has to have time on task with specific people, right? Like the guys he's throwing the ball to have to be consistent. And that wasn't always the case in 2022. He believes that, you know, and we'll get to more of this in a second, that Cole Komet's chemistry with Justin Fields is what allowed Cole Komet to have a, a promising season. Well, now you've got to develop that with pieces that are already here or pieces you bring in the building. One of those guys that's already here is Chase Claypool. As you know, he gets to the end of 2022 with a huge question mark on his Chicago Bears ledger. And while Ryan Pohl says that he, he's not blinking in terms of the trade he made, giving up the 32nd overall pick to bring Chase Claypool to Chicago. The rest of the world is going, oh, hold on a minute. Like, we just haven't seen enough here to believe that this is going to be an unqualified success. And so there was a, a little bit of a discussion about the, the Chase Claypool trade and where it's at and where it's headed. Here's some of that. Evaluation of Claypool. 14 catches in seven games. I think a lot of people are joining the current receiving for a lot of people. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good point. You know, I think that's the difference between like trades in baseball and, and, and basketball. It's like plug and play. There's an entire off season and half of a season of installs and all the things that you need to do collectively to play and, and execute offensive play. Um, on top of that, it was a little bit choppy with some of it, Justin getting dinged up. Um, he got dinged up. Uh, so it was a little bit choppy of a start. I don't. I told Chase, and we had a really good conversation. I'm not blinking at that one at all. I think he's going to help us moving forward, and I'm excited about it. I, I understand the skepticism around the trade, and I even will remain to be uh, skeptical in, in, a, in a healthy way, hopefully, and, and hold him accountable for that deal. But I also understand it. And I also think that I'm going to be consistent because when he made it, I – thought it was a good smart move because it was trying to get ahead of the free agent class and I am not going to here's the one thing that I think there's a disconnect with Bears fans and not not necessarily Bears fans because I'm I'm 
we don't need to talk about Bears fans. I think we're going to talk about how we see what's happening and, and moving forward. Moving forward, to me, it's it, it's not consistent to say that that uh, Justin Fields struggled or his progress was limited by lack of an offensive line and a wide receiving core, because I think those are factors that contributed to his stunted development or why he hasn't gotten where he needs to go as a passer. So if you want to accept that as a premise, and I do, then I don't, I think you've got to take the same approach with Chase Claypool. This is a passing game that is broken. This is a passing game that threatened nobody. There are a lot of factors involved. Justin Fields is part of that. The offensive line is part of that. And so his own role in it is part of that. But I'm not willing to give up on him just because he had an uneven second half of the season after he came to Pittsburgh and they flourished without him. I right. think that in the offseason, it's all about talent acquisition. And if you're Ryan Poles and you're a scout and you're trained to look at it that way, you look at Chase Claypool and you might not have DeAndre Hopkins there. You're not looking at Devontae Adams but you are looking at a guy that could be a very capable number two or somebody who could be explosive as he was as a rookie. So I am not willing to give up on him or declare that a bad trade just yet. Well, no one should give up on him at this point. And I think Ryan Poles was was forward in saying also that the continuity piece was missing, that Justin Fields missed two starts due to injury and Chase Claypool missed two other starts due to injury. So there's four opportunities on a, on a Sunday late in the season that those two guys didn't give an, have an opportunity to work together and work on that timing, work on that chemistry, work on that rapport. It leads into the other discussion discussion, though, that I thought there was some some subtext to some of the things that Ryan Poles said uh, on Tuesday morning about the receiver position and and sort of saying that he believes that the, the, the need for a number one receiver um, isn't as pronounced as the outside world may think, you know, that, that, that he thinks that there may be some guys in-house that can fill that role if you surround the entire receiving core and you add a, a, a pass catching tight end into the mix and you can just make the the stable of pass catchers better but man i think that's gonna 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 stun a lot of bears fans if we get um to week one of next season and there's not an obvious addition made that is okay this is this is a guy who has a chance to be a a true difference making pass catcher for your young and developing quarterback it was kind of i don't know if that was again like a, a general manager trying to hide intent for free agency in the draft or if it's almost an acknowledgement that the free agent class isn't very strong and and the draft class is always a i don't know can't you know can't tell proposition he was trying to keep uh expectations tempered but that was a, a small little thing that was kind of subtly woven into to today's proceedings yeah i thought it was that i thought he was trying to temper expectations because of what was available and maybe not available passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Speaking of difference makers, David <laughs> Montgomery's name came up as well. Thought it was interesting how he addressed the question about David Montgomery's future. He is out of contract. 
Uh, he seems to be taking um, stock of everything, or he was on Sunday after the final game, taking pictures at midfield, the soldier field, like it might have been his last game as a bear. We won't know that. This is what uh, Ryan Poles had to say when asked about David Montgomery's uncertain future. I've always wanted to keep David. I, I love his mentality, how he plays the game. I told him that to his face, and it comes from, uh, I mean, I, he's part of the identity that we had this year that kept us competitive. Um, now the second part of that is just the, the contract situation. Uh, that's something that we'll see how that goes and if we can find common ground. I've, obviously, I've learned that you can want a player, and, and it, the value's got to come together. Um, for it to happen, but right. I, I love the way that he attacked this season. Like that's that's a guy that does everything right. I and mean, you all watched his tenacity, his fight. Like he, um, I'm a big David Montgomery fan. The business of football, David, is a cruel, cruel thing, man. Like to have those personal emotions about a guy, and then realize that you know you may not value him at a price tag that allows you to keep him is pretty, pretty uh, telling and interesting about what this world is in in the cutthroat world of NFL football. It'll be really interesting to see if David Montgomery's back in that locker room the next time we're in there. I don't think that he's going to go out and sign a hundred million dollar contract. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think it's guaranteed he's coming back to the Bears either. So it is going to be tricky. Here's here's the thing that will, will help determine his worth in the open market. You can't ignore that it's a very crowded uh, free agent running back field. The marketplace, yeah. you know, talk about supply and demand. He, he very conceivably could fall back into the Bears price range if he overvalues himself and doesn't get what he thinks that he is worth. And I think that Ryan Poles was honest about David Montgomery today, and I thought that was refreshing because he didn't try to keep, you know, his feelings concealed so he didn't drive up the price or anything silly like that. David Montgomery has been a very good Chicago Bear, uh, third-round draft pick who got first-round treatment and fulfilled a lot of expectations. Not healthy always, but if they if he came back and was the Bears featured back, I think you could live with that. I think you could win with him. When when Ryan gushes about a guy, you kind of sit up in your chair because you can feel the sincerity in it, right? Like it's yeah. it's not hollow, and it's been that way uh, since he got here. And so there are those moments where you say, okay, this is this is truly uh, a player who's made an impression on his boss and and, is, and has earned that uh, trust and that that admiration, which is important. The other interesting question, though, David, to go along with is he uh, Ryan Poles was also very complimentary of Darnell Mooney and saying like you know he'll be back on the field in the spring hopefully, and that's another guy that they really like. But I asked directly, who are the players beyond Justin? With all, all the talk that we that we have about Justin Fields in this town, who are the other players in-house on this roster right now that you identify as blue-chip core building blocks for you? And I was expecting a list of five, six, seven names that the, the general manager was going to spout off, maybe going even too far down the list where we go, okay, no, well now he's stretching it. He named us one. David, he named us one guy. It came right off the tip of his tongue. He said Cole Komet, and then he stopped. He couldn't get any further. So, so I mean, like, if that wasn't the, the, uh, an illuminating moment of, of the state of the quality of this roster right now, I don't know what was. I don't know uh, when you were listening to that, what, what you thought of when you were like, oh, my God. Like, we literally went Komet, hard stop. It was a hard stop. What I thought initially was you asked the question, you must have been a plant because you knew he was only <laughs> going to mention Cole Komet. No, listen, like I, I see the football list. I see the football world like high level general managers in this league. That's, That's right. all I'm saying, right? And so yeah. like we're on the same page. We all realize who Cole was, who he's become. Like I I, I look, I, I I was on top of this from the start. It it, it did stand <laughs> out though, because uh there are other players that would qualify and, and justify Maybe being in that range, Jaquan Brisker comes to mind. Jalen Johnson. Jalen yeah. Johnson. Uh, I, th I think that the fact that he stopped after Cole Komet, if Jalen Johnson is watching this as closely as as the media that cover him, maybe he was uh, bothered by that. Like, hey, what about me? Uh, but I, I definitely, I definitely thought the same thing. It's not a long list, and it underscored just how talent deficient this roster really is and heading into the 2023 season where expectations well he was asked about expectations ryan pulls at the end of the news conference wasn't it dan he was asked yeah. about the expectations for 2023 and what's realistic and this is what he had to say to get better to get better to continue to bring guys in that can we can continue to we need to win more games 
Um, so some of those tight games, I want to finish. I want to finish better. Um, and bringing in some playmakers, more playmakers, is going to allow us to do that. So the expectation is to take that next step. I want to stair-step this thing to the to the top and then stay up there as absolutely long as possible. Um, and you, you got to be – I always go back to making sound decisions. And sometimes when you don't make sound decisions in the short term, it can look really good. But then it's what happens after. So – we want to make decisions that can last a long time um, so we can stay at the top, you know, have the peak and then the drop off after. David, that stair step model is terrific. And I really, I wrote this in my column for chicagotribune.com that this is the, the ideal way to look at this thing. It's the practical way to look at this thing to try to find the path that allows you to sustain success. It just feels like it's a pie in the sky aspiration inside these walls here at Al's Hall because in the 30 years post Mike Ditka, they've had 11 last place finishes and four playoff victories. The last time, as we've documented many times, that they had three consecutive winning seasons was in 1988. You were just a kid back then. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, like, like, I mean, it's, it, it's just like you hear those goals spoken and you're like, yeah, heck yeah. Like, this is what you should be pursuing. And then you're like, man, why has it been so damn difficult for this organization to come anywhere close to having a run of sustained success? So I, I wish Ryan all the best. And I hope that uh, over time, all these resources, particularly in this offseason, provide him the opportunity to make that stair step climb feel like an escalator. More context, courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. From 2002 to 2021, 97 teams finished with at least 12 losses. The next season, 15 of those 97 won the division. 22 made the playoffs. 29, only 29 finished above 500. 37 finished in last place in the division. And 50, 50 of the 97 teams that finished with at least 12 losses the next season had double-digit losses. That, to me, underscored where the expectation level likely will be when the Bears return to training camp next July, regardless of how things go in free agency, regardless of how well it goes in the draft. Uh, we talked to Dave Wanstead on the Mullen Haw show. He projected that you could get realistically four starters in free agency, four starters in the draft. That gives you eight new starters on a team that needs a lot so I think new starters and four of them rookie starters, right? Like, and the Bears led all teams in rookie snaps, as as Ryan Poles reminded us at the podium, by a thousand snaps. I think it was Dan. So I guess the final the final answer about expectations was a good reminder to temper them heading into uh, next season. I, you can get as excited. I think it's exciting about what you feel about free agency about the draft and all the possibilities this is great for our business it's great yeah. for the nfl but um once you get back to the football matters and, and playing opponents the numbers make it really difficult for uh to to predict uh, you know playoff type success next year but they just want to sustain it and i guess this is the next step on the ladder. Well, and look, like those numbers you just rattled off like part of our duty uh in covering this football team is to distinguish possibility from probability right and trying to do that in a way that's healthy overall and then people can can do whatever they want in their own personal lives to to approach it that way but it's just a, a, a responsibility to, to provide the context and the perspective that go along with it i think there have been a lot of things throughout the course of this weird season that have been misinterpreted on both sides of the argument i think there are people arguing against things that have met, never been said on both sides i'm guilty of it at times and and people on the other extreme are guilty of it at times i think what what i've tried to do throughout this this period is just to to limit exaggeration right and to make sure that celebrations are in line with the actual achievement and the actual significance of things and, and sometimes you get hard heavy pushback for that and you get accused of things that aren't there but that's just part of kind of sounding this out and i think this entire year right like i think there's there's going to be an opportunity here very soon to decompress and take a step back from all that but i think there is a, a healthy middle ground in the discourse that hopefully this podcast is helping uh produce and, and we can continue to to make those steps but i think you'd agree with this that like one of the things i wrote in in today's piece um at chicagotribune.com is that that the celebration in this town is a never again jamboree right like i think everyone agrees that never again are we going to celebrate 
15 losses and the number one pick. And now it's about producing and showing progress and showing results. And that 2023 for everyone is going to provide clarity that didn't exist in 2022. And that clarity is going to be hella refreshing, you know, for all of us to experience. It's the inaugural uh, Jubilee. It's not the first annual <laughs> Jubilee. There's not going to be another one if they lose 14 games next season. And I think they, uh, in some ways, I described it on the radio, th- this was their redshirt year for Ryan Poles. Now you have a, a four-year window realistically. That was Dave Wanstead's time frame too, that you look at a four-year window with, with Justin Fields as the quarterback. You build around him and you hope to get to where you want to go. And what we're going to do is, I think, focus on and, and work hard at trying to do this in the offseason is the developments, the, the people that, the, the, that talk, the people that make the news, cover those people, not cover the coverage so much. Because what happens then is you, it get, you kind of lose, lose focus or lose the point. What's going on at Hallis Hall is very important. So the people they bring in, the people they go out to see, the people they – talk to the people they hire as Matt Eberflus turns his staff over perhaps and he talked about that today and that was interesting so we'll continue to cover those things evaluate those things and the rest of it kind of is noise sometimes it's interesting noise and we'll allow that to kind of fester in as well but I think that you want to keep your eye on the ball as much as possible because this is going to be an offseason unlike any other that we've covered at Hallis Hall for the Bears. It's going to be an offseason of a lot of introductions I'll tell you that much and there are going to be a lot of new faces that are really significant to the direction of this franchise that we're going to meet again, starting with the team president soon and then getting out of the free agency class and then getting out of the draft class. And then, you know, usually Mother's Day weekend right around there is when you know, okay, you know, any roster moves from here are going to be kind of uh, on the periphery and they're just going to be minor moves. And you'll know, you'll know by by the early stages of May what your 2023 Bears depth chart looks like. And then, you know, then, then some really real expectations can be set on what, quote unquote, taking the next step really means for this team. Cool. So what we'll do is that on Friday of this week, when we get our usual uh, podcast, we will look at some of the staff uh, changes, possibilities, look at what's going on around the football National Football League as it pertains to the Bears, bring you up to date as much as anything in terms of uh, draft chatter, uh, what other teams are saying, uh, what Indy and Houston and these kinds of things. But we will be here periodically throughout the offseason, just keeping you up to date. As, as the Bears continue this quest to get back to uh, sustaining success. Plus, we've got a, a weekend of playoff football to preview, including up in Minnesota, the new coach bowl between Kevin O'Connell and Brian Dayball. By the way, you successfully pegged uh, uh, the Minnesota Vikings to win the North this year. And so uh, kudos to you. Maybe we'll bring back some of those projections either later this week or early next week on some of the things we said before the season that we can, we can do a whole bunch of uh, back padding. I wasn't really going to remind you of that until Friday, but I think that I was eventually going to remind you of that. Yeah, that'll be fun. First weekend, the super wild card weekend is right around the corner. So, all right. Is there anything else we left out, Dan? Because I think Ryan Poles gave us a lot to talk about and um, it's going to be an exciting off season. Going down my list of notes. I don't see anything that we missed. So uh, thorough, thorough. And uh, yeah, we close the doors here at House Hall until the next time we're here. Thank you for listening to the Take the North podcast. Download, listen, and subscribe. Let us know some feedback. Also, you can watch us on the 670 The Scores YouTube channel. You can listen to us on your Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. For Dan Wiederer and Adam Sudzinski, I'm David Hall. We will talk to you on Friday. Thanks for listening to Take the North. Great talk. See you out there. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.